What is up all and welcome to the Fat Pratt Chat. I am your host John and today we invited another one of our amazing members here, Perrine Mehta, to interview her as to her experience as to how she got started, what she was feeling before she got started, what kept her going, what she first thought of James. Um, today's great. It's a really good combination of information as well as Perrine who dealt with significant knee pain and part of her story of getting over that knee pain and now back to the things she enjoys. So if you or anyone you know has dealt with some type of pain or injury, this is going to be a great episode for you. Uh, and we have a lot of laughs along the way. So there's a lot of great information, a lot of laughing along the way. Uh, should be very enjoyable. Now, one quick note on the audio quality. Just keep the feedback coming. We're still working with a new system and a new software to um, record these podcasts and upload them. So any information regarding to the audio quality is very helpful to us at this time. And we're doing the best we can to make this podcast sound the best it can for you all out there. Uh, that's about it. Just sit back, relax, enjoy. We're going to start with our normal overrated, underrated segment, um, as well as our client shout outs. And we'll get right into Perrine's story, which will resonate a lot with people who are hesitant to join the gym. You'll find she was a little bit hesitant and she overcame some of those fears and objections as to why she should or shouldn't start. And then when the time was ready, she started. And then you'll hear about all of her results that she got uh, since joining PPT. Thanks, squad. We'll see you on the other side. Me doing hot yoga. Which I will definitely do, and but I do think I'll do better than what you expect. Okay, it's a challenge. So you accept your punishment, and you will be doing hot yoga, or like I'm, I'm trying to figure out if you committed to this or not. Yeah, I'll do it, and it's 15 minutes. It's a 15 minute penalty, so I just walk out, 25 percent of the session in. <laughs> hey guys, I'm here for 15 minutes. <laughs> I expect to pay a quarter of the trial amount. How does that work? Uh, no, that's that sounds underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to think of a different penalty. <laughs> All right, so anybody listening can come up with a penalty for James and let him know what it should be for his tardiness. Uh, t- today, so Perrine, you didn't really formally introduce yourself. That was kind of like a, a non-introduction, and we, we just honed it on James's tardiness. Mm-hmm. Perrine, introduce yourself really quick. I'm Perrine, uh, Pratt Performance's model client. <laughs> I show up on time. I do what I'm <laughs> asked to do. Never complain. And there you have it. Wow. Okay. Great introduction. Great. I'm not sure if I fully agree with every single point, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh, let's start off with our overrated, underrated. Um, let's go with James first. What do you have today? All right. I'm going to go with underrated. And my underrated is going to be, what's the name of Dave's uh, diet soda that he gets? Zevia. Zevia. Grape Zevia is tremendously underrated to the point that I didn't even know it existed before what, three days ago. So if you guys like the zero-calorie um, drinks, diet sodas, Zevia Grape is the way to go. So if you're like a Diet Coke fan and you just drink it because it's zero calories, replace it. I'm telling you right now, grape or orange, Zevia, zero-calorie, the way to go, 100%. I agree that Zevia across the board is underrated. Perrine, mm-hmm. have you had a Zevia ever? I haven't had soda in over 20 years. Wow. It's not soda, it's Zevia. I thought you Different. said it's a Different. low sugar. Did you just it, say I mean, it tastes, like, it tastes like a soda. Zero calorie, no, tastes like a soda. I've never had a Zevia. Oh, it's, uh, you need to have one. And so I don't know if I would agree that grape is underrated, though. I agree Zevia as a brand is underrated. Grape might be overrated, but that's Ooh. not my official overrated. Mm. Ooh, fair. Interesting. Fair. All right, Perrine, let's just go in chronological order. You're next. Overrated. Uh, your athletes, the, the language that they've <laughs> concocted. <laughs> Sus. How was your day? It was W. That's cap. It was what? W- it was cap. W. It was W. That's I haven't a heard good that. Thing. That means it's a win? I, I guess, yeah. Wow. What does sus mean? Because I, I heard that no for the first idea. time recently. No suspect. Clue. Suspect. You're sus? Okay. Yeah, suspect. So on the floor, are you? <laughs> are we condoning this type of language? The answer. Well, are you are you able to communicate with your athletes? I don't think they use that those words in front of us at all. Only to each other and probably to their parents, but not to us. Just different levels of respect. Overrated to... language. It's it's either a mark of high intelligence with this new generation or the complete opposite. <laughs> To which you might have a vested interest in which which direction that goes based on one of our athletes here. <laughs> one of our favorite We'll get athletes, to that later. We'll too. get to that later. Which we will not be accepting complaints about him <laughs> because he is a model citizen. 
All right, uh, so I bring to the table an overrated, and I wanted to be more controversial this week. I hope this is more controversial. Beach boardwalks. I think they're overrated. Hmm. Wow. Coming from somebody that has kids that does go on a beach boardwalk occasionally, I think in general it's overrated, and people feel the need to always go to a beach that has a boardwalk. Always. And I think that's overrated. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Okay. I grew up in Brick, about seven minutes from Point Pleasant Boardwalk. And it was a great hangout spot for about a one-year time frame in middle school. Outside of that, yeah, I totally agree. For the amount of hype that it gets, totally overrated. Overpriced food, crowds of people. Way too many people sometimes. 100%. 100%. I agree. Preen, what do you think? No, I, I disagree. I oh, enjoy no. the boardwalk. It's it's a nice break from the sand and the heat, and you can go to like a tiki bar, stop it for a half oh, hour, okay. and then pop back onto the beach. So it's not so much about the boardwalk as it is a tiki bar. Well, if there was a beach well, with a tiki bar with no boardwalk, this would be all okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we see. Gotcha. So bars on the boardwalk, underrated. The boardwalk itself, without bars. Nah. She's still underrated. So <laughs> <laughs> Perine, give your real overrated. I want your. I want your real one. You told me a secret, secret insight yeah. in your real one. James. Ooh. James Ooh. is overrated. Ooh. James's stance on not wanting to play occasionally, not wanting to play country music on the gym floor, is a problem. This is good. It's overrated. Well, is it a mental well, block? Well, because I'm on the fence of no country music allowed in the gym. I don't know if I can agree with that. So this will give me the opportunity to sound off on country music. You have so one minute. I'm gonna set a timer. <laughs> everybody, we can't, we can't everybody, let this go just on too be long. silent here. In trying to create a playlist that makes at least half the members happy at all times, I don't think country music fits the bill. So does it bring joy to maybe 20% of the people in the gym when a country song is played? Yes, I think so. But does it make 50% of people happy, which is our standard in our 800-song playlist? It doesn't make the cut. Almost any song. How have you collected this data? Perception. <laughs> Watch. Very subjective <laughs> measures. Very. We won't be conducting a study on this, but from yes, what we I, see I like and what that. we hear, so 50% I think we could just simply watch people's reactions when the song first comes on. Count how many eye rolls versus count how many frowns turn into smiles, and I think we could get objective data on this. Yeah, I'm not saying consistently play it for 20 minutes. I think a song here and there. I, I know for my 6 a.m. session crowd, there there are a few heads that perk up when... A few. I'm a glad few. you said a few. <laughs> yeah, I I'm knew you, 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 you I'm going to jump all over that. The I, right I word. Glad I'm you so said focused a few. on my workout. Whenever I look up, I observe And this has been a few. This has been a reason we've had to delete some of the rap songs that I particularly like because it's very polarizing. Mm. It's not one of those songs where it's like, okay, everybody is okay with it. It's either you love it or you hate it. And I hate having a lot of people that hate the music. So that I don't understand that, that the hate part. It's it's music. It. Mm, never mind. Well, Cut you better. have songs that <laughs> you have Cut songs. I'm gonna get political. <laughs> you have songs that you hate that are that play every once in a while. No, I don't hate them. They're just not music I listen to. But, but I don't worthy. mind them. No, absolutely not. So you don't have to hate something to complain about it. Got it. <laughs> This is interesting. Right. My, I'm my, cutting this conversation off as the moderator of this podcast. I see the fight developing, and we are moving on. Feedback we are past our minute on is this what topic. I call it. <laughs> Got it. Let's go to client shadows before you two get into a fist fight. You go first, John. Who's yours? Uh, I want to shout out Tatiana Neri, my summer shred mm. team member. She did a really good job dialing in her uh, routine during summer shred. She had a lot of challenges to overcome, a lot of frustrations. Similar to your experiences on the scale on your 100-day weight loss, like a lot right. of like uh, day losses where the scale didn't move in the right direction despite good behavior, but she pushed through, which I was really appreciative of. She was actually like a standout on the team. Now, she's getting a shout-out not only for that, but because she maintained and took that momentum and has gotten even better success uh, in the gym lately to the point where she messaged uh, yesterday saying her coworkers are asking about the ad we're running right now. Like, is this what got you in such good shape? And I was like, oh, yes, Tatiana. Good work. Good work, Tatiana. That's my shout-out today. Yep, absolutely. Perrine, who's your client shout-out? <laughs> Anybody? Any any of the Perrine friends that you've brought in that you want to shout-out? Actually, you're going to be surprised by this. Tristan Glenos. Oh, yeah. he totally deserves a shout-out. Um, whenever I see him on the floor, is working so hard, hustling, um, and the fact that he's a physical therapist, the fact that he knows 
he doesn't need a professional to tell him what to do. He very true. He can very easily do that in his facility, but he's coming here and he's putting faith in the Pratt system. Yep. Absolutely. I back that 100%, Tristan. Good work. Yeah, that's a really good Always one. a good guy to have here. And I will say this. His wife is in for a trial right now. And in a few months, you guys will see that she is potentially more deserving of a client shout-out than he is. But what about their son, Vincent? Also. I think he stud. might deserve it more than anybody. He yes. actually convinced his dad, Tristan, to stay longer to finish his program because he wanted to complete that program before he went back to his sport. Stop. Wow. So, and he's been doing great. One of the, the kids. The whole Glenos family now Amazing. is getting, getting a shout-out All right, today. well, Tara, if you're listening, come on over. There we go. <laughs> Vincent is one of the few athletes that always comes over to say hello and goodbye to me every time I'm on the floor. Where I'm like, I wish I was like that when I was your age. I was not like I was that not at, all. at all. I was terrified <laughs> to say that to my coaches. My client shout-out goes to Dr. Amy Patwa. Deserving. You said mine was predictable last and there time. And some, there were some ties here. <laughs> There are some ties here, but in all legitimacy, Amy, she will come off of a long shift mm -hmm. and she'll come here the next morning. Yeah. Any day that she's off from work, she's here. She takes no days off unless there's a very legitimate reason as to why she isn't. And she is seemingly very happy every time she's here and she always works hard and she always has a few jokes to crack. Never at my expense. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason. <laughs> But I yeah, agree she, with Amy for sure, especially just, just really for the one fact of uh, dealing with life circumstances in the job role she has and being able to still make it here consistently. That alone gets her a shout out because that's not easy. I could not agree, agree more. She's, um, she puts in her 100% with whatever she does, so I'm not surprised. And her husband's okay. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. he, there's he's some okay. room for improvements. <laughs> Arrival <Dad>. time, putting <laughs> stuff back. There's he's some getting things better at getting on time. You know, not quite as bad as you. Unlike me for the podcast. <laughs> Unlike Perrine for her session. You'll All get right. there one day, Dev. Keep going. Keep going. Keep up the good behaviors. Let's start grilling Perrine. No, we're not going to start grilling Perrine. We're just going to start asking Perrine because this podcast from now on is about Perrine and uh, her success and her trials along the way. So, um, Perrine. Give us a more formal introduction, maybe, as it relates to uh, what you knew about this place and why it took you so long to enter the doors. I knew absolutely nothing about what went on here. My son had joined, I think 2019, I don't remember. I never came here to sign him up. My husband did. He enjoyed it, it was great. I'd come in occasionally to pick him up and I would pop in once in a while to take a peek, no idea what was going on in there. Uh, one day I was pulling out and I saw a lawn sign right outside your test facility that said two weeks private personal training. And so I texted that number and that's how James enters my life. I think we met before that, which I don't know if I you remember this. I vaguely remember. I remember the first time we met because it was a very interesting interaction for me. Go for it. The first time we met, you walked in and you were, Soham had just started and you were paying for him. Uh -huh. And when I came downstairs, I had about 13 questions lined up. Oh, I heard the story, up, yeah. And a, <laughs> a, what seemed like a significant attitude. Uh -huh. I was like, I don't know why she's so mad at me. I was like, she definitely was not happy to see me or like something's going on. And your husband, also a sweetheart, every time I've interacted with him since, mm -hmm. the first time, not the case. Interesting. My first time interacting with each of you, I was like, why are, wow. why are Soham's parents, Soham, nicest kid in the world, mm. his parents seem so angry. That's really interesting. Uh, angry? Yeah. Oh both, both. And after like that, never a hint of it. Say, well, huh. well, we won't go there yet. You'd almost <laughs> say you were sus at this point. <laughs> there you go. Um... I can't speak for my husband. I can speak for myself. I'm a very exacting person, and I don't remember details of our our meeting. It must have not been that impactful. <laughs> for you. Speak for yourself. It's probably because this is a novel environment for me, right? I'd never been into, in a gym prior to joining Pratt, so I had a lot of questions, and when it comes to your child, you want to make sure, as a consumer, as a parent, you want to make sure you're putting them in the right fit. They're, they're a right fit. There's this chemistry. They're okay. Um, as a trainer, you understand what his needs are, what my needs are, which trump his needs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I apologize if that's the perception. 
You this whole podcast that. was just setting up the apology. By yeah. the way. We're done. <laughs> We're gonna, let's, let's cancel. <laughs> Uh, on that note, I think that's glad you brought that up. So what were you doing then before you got in here fitness-wise? Hot yoga. Just hot yoga? Just hot Not yoga. Not yoga, hot yoga. Hot yoga only. Oh, I thought hot yoga was like a, a side thing. I thought you were just no. like big on the yoga, so it was just hot yoga. Five to seven days. So tell us more days. about that. How was that? What was your experience like um, there? I'd been practicing yoga for almost 10 years prior to joining Pratt. Um, I was five to seven days a week, just hot yoga. It met my needs. I felt great. I thought I was in good shape. I was able, I had a very active lifestyle. It was it for me. That was it for me. I didn't know anything beyond that. Got it. Yeah. Good. Perfect. So what had you first start thinking beyond that? Obviously, Sohom was training here. You knew about the building. You hadn't <laughs> been inside of it. Uh, so what was like your thought process leading up towards thinking maybe you should try this? Or was it just that you saw the sign and it clicked then? So I, I had a knee injury, and about 10 months post-op, it just, things weren't going well, or as, as well as I anticipated them to be. So I'd already had the idea of maybe pulling in a personal trainer, coming at home, helping me um, build strength, and that's just when I happened to see the sign. At no point did I know Pratt had adult sessions. Um, that's when I got in touch with James, and it took two minutes, two months of what I want to call courting, <laughs> Pratt performance courting, <laughs> to get me in for an assessment. And even at that, I said I wouldn't go down alone. I'd bring a friend with me, and that's where Amy Patwa came along. And here we are today. Yeah. So let's go back just briefly. Um, would you mind telling us what the knee injury was? Because I think quite a few Absolutely people listening not. would have had the same thing. I tore my ACL. Right. And I had ACL reconstructive surgery. I was in an aggressive physical therapy schedule for about eight months post-op. Um, and it was wonderful. But I still had a nagging pain. I want to call it chronic pain. I, it impacted my lifestyle. I wasn't able to drive for more than 30 minutes without having the pain come back, without having it stiffen up. I was limping. It was impacting my day-to-day. -day. I have an aggressive schedule. I've got kids. I was struggling to keep up with my personal lifestyle. Wow. And then above and beyond that, because I know a little bit more about this, you, you had a hobby that you really liked to do that you couldn't do, right? Hiking, skiing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I tore my ACL on a ski trip. Took a fall and... Yeah. So uh, thanks for sharing. I think a lot. it's a pretty common injury, despite how it might happen, that might be different. Mm -hmm. But I think you and your process of getting to where you are now might resonate with like quite a few people who are maybe at a different part of that process. So that's important to know. Um, so let's fast forward back to when you then first came here. Uh, I think you, do you, did you do your assessment with James or Kyle? James. Really? Yes. And we were still in masks at that point. We were. So I didn't, I knew you were Soho's mom, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what you looked like for like eight months mm -hmm. after that, which was interesting <laughs> for a lot of members that came in at that point. Yeah. Um, all right, so, so you did your assessment with James. Tell us about that day. Did you have as much of a perceived attitude on the assessment day as you did counting the receipts or lack of receipts from Soham's training? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I walked in very skeptical and uncomfortable. Like I said, I'd never been in a gym environment. I just didn't think it was for me. I was very uncomfortable. Shout out to James. It kills me to admit this. <laughs> He is so positive without realizing how positive he is and very naturally positive. And it's an energy that he exudes that I think put both Amy and I at ease. He was nonchalant, confident, uh, walked us through the structure of how the program works, walked us through the equipment, um, whatever circuits we went through. He was just, he put us at ease. And I think he answered all our questions. He was patient. That assessment was a critical path to my journey at Pratt. That's I was awesome. scared. I scripted that assessment for hours. I was sweating. So that's something that I forgot. Did you do it with Amy? I, we, I, did. I wasn't going to go down. That. I oh, had yeah. told her I was not, I'm not going down yeah. alone. I'm hey, for those of you listening, that's an option. People don't know that. You yeah. want You're scared to come in alone? Bring a friend. We love it. James loves it. I he just, he yeah, just stresses yeah, a little bit. hundred percent. Like, to that point, though, every time I get this vibe from people that they're nervous during the assessment or they're giving me the vibe of this isn't for me, I don't think I'm gonna be here long. I'm like, that's where I feel the most challenged to be very thorough and explain everything mm -hmm. to them. Cause I'm, I really think it is. 
but I just need you to try it. And if you try it and if you don't like it, that's totally fine. You have the right to leave at any point in time and you have mm-hmm. the right to never come back at any point in time. But I would love for you to just try it out for a couple of weeks to make that decision. Don't make the decision right now. And that's when like, I feel like I bring out my A game in those assessments. It's like, I know you're scared to be here. I could see it. I could put you at ease. I could, I could show you that there's probably exercises that you could do comfortably mm-hmm. that will get you to the result that you want. You just need to give this an opportunity. And that's the underlying message that I essentially try to send anybody who comes in for an assessment, but especially anybody who is seemingly very uncomfortable. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't even know that there was that detail. And then, um, so to your to your story, Preem, the assessment was a like a big a big uh, what do they what do the kids call it? It was a W. Like a, the day was a W on that day. <laughs> it was it was a Dude, W. You're killing it. You're killing it right now. Um, but then, so so for those of you who don't know, we go through an assessment process. We do that because we write a custom program for everybody. So how else can we write a really nice program for you if we didn't see you move, see you manage weight, get to coach you a little bit, and get to answer questions like Perrine and Amy had? So now we have Perrine and Amy on separate programs. So bring us through, at that point, was it a two-week trial? I don't even know what trial you were on. It was a two-week trial. We came in, I think, three days a week, six sessions. And when I tell you the level of soreness we both experienced. Mm-hmm. We couldn't walk up and down stairs, but it was good soreness. It was, we felt, personally, I, I didn't know I had the potential of doing what I was doing on the floor just during my assessment. So it was invigorating. Yes, I had knee pain, and um, some, some, of, some of the workouts were challenging, but the confidence and the support of the trainers just empowered me and kept me wanting to continue and do more. Yeah, awesome. And it's tough, uh, me being there as well in the knee pain, to push through. I think you did a really good job of trusting us. I think we tried our best to get you uh, challenged into that pain, but then just pull you back just enough, which mm-hmm. is kind of our approach a lot of times with situations like that, to start building that strength. Um, so now, were you still doing yoga? Obviously, before it was five to seven days. So mm-hmm. did you continue to do yoga in some form while you did, I did. Pratt sessions? I did. Good. Anytime I wasn't at Pratt, I was at yoga. It's good. Yeah. So for those of you listening, I think another thing that's important, which we kind of said before, we don't take yoga away from anybody. That's not our goal. Like, and we don't take spin away or Pilates. If those are things you love and you're coming to us for something else, we're not going to say, like, don't do that thing that you like to do. We're going to figure out how to write a program that complements how many days you want to do that other thing you like to do. Um, so till this day, is it still hot yoga that you're doing? No, I stopped i took a break because i'm now unlimited at pratt i'm here six days a week i have no time so we did take yoga away from you very very recently well soon to soon to start up again when you take james for his punishment yoga (laughs) session so this is going to be fun that'll be your first time this could be competitive this this actually could be you're right because i've lost a lot of practice yeah the, the law of specificity does not apply for you right now how do you measure side note if you were to go both into a hot yoga class, good together, question. how do you measure who does better? It's just an argument at the end to see. Who <laughs> you love that. You no, both no. love that. So this is going to be great. It's who's the most n- nimblest. Nimblest is not nimble. Yeah. What who do you measure in this data with? Yeah. No, we, we'll decide. You decide. We'll, we'll see who falls sounds, over from tree pose. That sounds as objective as, okay. as subjective so as the music. Don't fall in tree pose. That's a, that's a score. <laughs> Yeah, just like just like how I observe country music's we, popularity. We should have had Fit Sid over here to speak about her hot yoga experience. Yeah, she I went. took her. I took her for a session. How about yeah? Me. You tell us about her experience. I haven't heard this. She she, she I think she was humbled. She Ooh. may disagree with me, and she was sore the next day. She definitely won't admit that she was humbled. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah, so I'm sure like, top sure level in here that to go somewhere where she's not like the top female lifter right. would be rough. It was nice having her look at me for cues for a change. Oh. Yeah. You should have been like, sorry, you should have listened the first time. <laughs> All right, next uh, Q4 staff outing, hot yoga at Onyx. Here we come. There you go. There we go. Who does better? Uh, all right, so back to Perrine. So we're at the point where you were still dealing with knee pain, but you felt better in other ways, right? So I want to know about like maybe uh, potentially, and, and there may not be an answer for this, and that's fine. Were there any unexpected things you got from your training at this point? I know the knee pain we'll get back to. That was something that took a bit of a, t- a bit of time to mm-hmm. get over. But um, what what uh, physical benefits did you see? If any, did you see mental or feel mental benefits? Was there anything going on that you didn't expect from your sessions at this point? So that's where I want to throw out this quote that I'm obsessed with and I heard recently. Change is subtle until it's not. 
which you wrote on the board ahead which of the podcast. I, wrote, I did. Yeah, I think that, that, that should be um, that should be a banner. And I didn't know what that triangle that, meant. I'm going to admit I had no that's idea. That's a what scientific. That meant. I feel like I learned change. it somewhere in school. It's yes. coming back slightly, but yeah. yeah, I probably zoned out at that point. So bring <laughs> us through, so bring us through that. Change is subtle until it isn't. So that's been the theme of my journey here, <clears throat> um, and that's the theme for anything in life, right? When you're going through pain or you're going through anything, um, or, or or a lifestyle shift, there's no such thing as instant gratification. You've mm-hmm. got to be patient. There's going to be there's there's progress takes time. There's a step by step journey that needs to occur. Uh, I tried to be very patient with my journey at Pratt. The pain was there for several months, and I think the harder I worked, the more I was aware of the nagging in in my knee. Uh, but with the support of my trainers, I it's what you said earlier, trust. I was gradually and slowly seeing change, feeling change, and mentally I was invigorated. I'd come here for my session, I'd walk out just feeling so good physically about myself. My diet was changing on its own organically. I didn't have to consciously push myself to do it. I wanted to make changes all around. It was like a holistic experience. Yeah, I would fully agree in the quote, and it's a great quote, change is subtle until it isn't, and it for sure applies to the gym and anybody working towards something uh, like yourself or like any of us. I mean, you, you do a lot of work at first with very minimal change or um, not much noticeable change. And then it starts to compound a bit over time. And now, you know, to counter that at some point, if we're just talking gym specific, there will be diminishing returns on some stuff like that. But I think the process to get there will involve this this mm-hmm. subtle change until all of a sudden everything comes together. So that's, that's important to know too. I've seen that in personal training. I'm sure James has one-on-ones where you do two months of work with somebody and there may not be that much visible change, mm-hmm. um, but all of a sudden it kind of sets in. The visible changes come about. They are feeling better. They're moving better. They're looking better, and they're feeling better about themselves. And then all of a sudden, that starts to help them be more motivated to come, you know, more often or more consistently. And then there's your change of subtle until it isn't kind of concept again. Yeah, from a physique standpoint, being on the floor less, unfortunately every couple of weeks when I'll see somebody for the first time in a while, it's definitely more noticeable with seeing people less frequently. So I'd see them three times over the course of two months and be like, you look completely different than it seems like last time I saw you. But when I was training everybody every single day, it was very hard to notice the changes that were happening because of the exposures. All right, so Perrine, back to your story. We got to figure out how you got over your knee pain finally. This is important because I've myself dealt with years and years of knee pain. It took a, a long time to kind of figure it out. And everybody's situation is unique. But I'm sure there's people right now dealing with significant knee pain uh, and who have been doing that for a while, which potentially some of what got you to the point you're at now uh, and some things you did might help them as well. So what you, you were training for quite a while where you had these benefits, but your knee quite, wasn't quite there yet. So what kind of put you over the edge on that and got you back to skiing? So spoiler alert. I, I'm not sure. I think it was just gradual strength conditioning, you know, removing that mental memory, that fear. How long have you had the skill mills on, on the floor? Ooh, good question. Uh, Very good question. It's got to be about six months. Okay. Maybe a little longer. So... When they first came on and they were added to my program, I was on there walking and it took me several weeks to muster up the courage to sprint. Mm. And when I tried, I'd do it for a few seconds and I that, that impact would, you know, I'd feel it. I, I don't know if, if it was fear combined with uh, discomfort, but over the course of a few weeks, I gradually learned to start running, learned mm. to trusting that. Um, I think that's when I realized I was over the hump. Yeah, and I saw you out there running pretty quick one day. And um, I didn't know that you had even built up because we don't, the, the dynamic we have here and being on the floor, not training you consistently every single day, I thought maybe I'd been doing that run for a while. So when I saw you, that might have been early on into your, um, your transition to running, which was awesome. But what got me to that point, right, was, was, was the introduction of whatever workouts you had, which I don't recall, but it was a gradual comfort level, right? First, Sydney had me doing jumping jacks which i hated uh what else did you have i don't i don't remember the details yep. but 
it was gradual. Yeah, like the slow exposure to mm -hmm. faster stuff that mm -hmm. you're seemingly going to be less comfortable doing. Right. I think that's uh, that's definitely a big part of anybody who's going through an injury. There's always that moment of, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing this. And then our response has to kind of be, in the right dose, you could probably tolerate this, but this doesn't mean we can do it all the time or potentially as frequently as you may think you can do it. Let's just touch on it, let's gain some confidence, and then we'll add exposure over time. Yeah, and it was constantly a fluid dialogue with each trainer, yeah. right? This doesn't feel right, let's improvise, let's do this, this feels great, okay, well let's challenge you and make it a bit more difficult. Uh, that is the personal and prep personal training. There we go. I still remember when I made your dumbbell bench press more difficult. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I was out there for that. It was yeah. an awful I morning. think it was only five more pounds difficult, too. Preen and I had a side conversation terrible. when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her the box of tissues. Did you get a two-page text? <laughs> <laughs> it was on the floor. It was in real time. It's like, that John guy? Oh. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> I don't know. If I see somebody clearly repping out those dumbbells on bench press, not struggling whatsoever, and then I see the slightest hint of fake struggling the next rep, oh, you're in for it. That's it. You're stuck with those <laughs> just because you don't want the five-pound increase. The jump was 20 to 25. Is that correct? That's what I remember. Yeah. 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 Percentage-wise, pretty good and jump. And you're able to do that now, right? Uh, She's well, doing 30s so now, I, probably. I, I, I very distinctly remember it was my left arm, and I almost toppled over the bench, and you had to catch me. No, I did not to catch <laughs> you. This is very <laughs> dramatic. This is so <laughs> dramatic. Oh, man. I almost toppled over, John. And I was doing it on a mountain, so, and my life was at risk. Was what, I, what I noticed in the dramatic. moment was she tried to make it look heavier than it was, and she messed up and like made it too hard on herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I let her fall. I didn't catch her. I that would have no. been another injury. John definitely wouldn't have caught you. I, I can tell you that much. I would have just walked away, which I did, actually. You just did. Just let you, let you, you go. You absolutely did. Uh, okay, where are we? Um, all right, so tell, so tell us more about now Now what you're back to, right? So we found out that you're not currently doing yoga, which is totally fine. You're, I'm sure you'll get back to that at some point. Um, but I know I was really excited when I found out you were skiing again because that's huge, and that's, you know... Um, a huge win for us as a staff, all the stuff that goes into creating programs, training you, making the proper progressions, um, trying to meet all of your goals while, you know, attaining that goal as well. And then credit to you coming consistently, which was a question of mine as well, consistently showing up to 6 a.m. to put in the work yourself. So tell us more about like how your life is now uh, with the knee pain, which was one of the, the biggest issues at the time when you first joined. And tell us why you come so consistently at 6 a.m. The knee pain is non-existent. It's, I don't think about it anymore. Um, why I come here consistently. So the one hour that I spend here is the most impactful hour of my day. And I start it early on because it molds the mood for the rest of my day. It, it manages the tone. Like I said, it's, the, it's, it's just, it's a mental shift. You come in, getting up, is not fun. Every morning I question myself, why <laughs> do I do this? Six in the morning. Um, once I'm here, you forget about everything. It's, it's all hands on deck, getting to do what I love now, walking out and just feeling invigorated. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, I was, I was really pumped. Like any, any win like that where somebody gets back to doing something they, they like to do, they haven't been able to do in a while. I distinctly remember one of my clients couldn't line dance and it was something she really loved to do as like a hobby and similar story with the knee pain. And I remember when she could line dance again, I wanted to throw like the biggest party ever because this was just to some people outside looking in that may not seem like that big, but to her and to you, that's huge. Uh, James, any questions? Because I think I've gone through most of mine at this point. Yeah, I have a few. Oh, no. Here uh -oh. we go. I was, ready for that this? Was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Perrine, your first impression of the gym and potentially me, because you've told me this story. I'd love for you to share it with people. Do you really your want first me to impression? Let that out? Absolutely. Your I want to hear it. I don't know it. First, let's say first impression of the gym. First okay, impression let's of go. Me. I'm excited. Suspense. When I first walked into the gym, in my defense, it was an athlete session. I was so intimidated by all that was going on there. I walked right out and I said, never, never will I entertain this idea. <laughs> but Ever. then you walked back in how soon after? Two months, two months of oh. James convincing me. So well, hang on, hang on. I need, I need clarity. All right, so I'll give you, you clarity. Were you there to drop off Soham or were you I there? I was there to make a payment. I walked in. Walked into was, the athlete session. I, correct. Got it. Um, and pulling out of the driveway that day is when I saw a sign, personal training, mm. and I said, oh, what's this? No idea you had adult sessions. 
that's when I texted James and we talked back and forth and he convinced me. He said, we have old people sessions too, don't worry. You walked in on an athlete session, they're young. <laughs> they say weird things, it's fine. We won't have you in there. This place isn't sus. <laughs> yeah, you said that on your way out. Uh, the gym and then also. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I see you're delaying, let's go. Oh, I thought he was very brash and arrogant. <laughs> thought he was a fist bumping beachgoer. <laughs> he, well, he is. Or what? A decade ago. <laughs> Spot on. And I thought he was too young to know what he was doing. That might be the best I, compliment I he's gotten in a while. judged a book by its cover, is what I did. I, did, I wasn't confident he would be able to train me. To be no, fair, oh, I that, actually, that, Well, that is fair, right then and there. Yeah, I, I never actually fist bumped, to be clear. <laughs> and my Belmar trips in my mid-20s, didn't, I didn't actually ever dance because we do know that dancing is one of the things I don't do. But I did frequent the bars that fist bumping did occur in. Uh, but yeah, Perrine was noticeably not impressed in our first couple of conversations. Mm -mm. So I'm glad I was able to change that. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we got that first impression out there. What particularly would you say made me seem arrogant? Hold on, let me lay down and face the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> you had an answer for everything. To questions that you wanted answers to? I, or? Don't, I don't remember. <laughs> you're, you know, you're just gonna, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I should have thought about this. James, what do I do in this here. gym? Oh, well, we work out. Oh, this guy's got an answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to think about this. I, I don't remember. It, it was your vibe. Gotcha. Okay. It was, it was L. Now let's take... <laughs> <laughs> now take me through your impression after or during your two-week trial and if that evolved or changed at all and what that was mm -hmm. like. So the structure is what I absolutely attached myself to. Um that comfort level was slowly diminishing. I was, that discomfort level mm -hmm. was slowly diminishing. Uh, the way it's structured, I know I walk in, I know what I'm gonna do, and I know someone's watching and guiding me. As opposed to when I walked into gyms previously and I've joined many walking into gym and not knowing what to do with any of this equipment. Yeah. Uh, that personal touch is, is what sold me. Awesome. So then after two weeks, you were you were excited. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. And then how was your you kind of touched on this just now, but what were your feelings on working on a program? Because this is something that is new to a lot of people when they mm -hmm. first come here where I go to a trainer and we do a workout. <clears throat> I'm not really sure. Like you just said, I'm not really sure what we're going to about to do. Or I walk into a gym, into a group class, and I'm not really sure what we're about to do. But on a program of four different days, mm -hmm. you know what you're going to do, and you know we're going to try to progress on a session-to-session -session basis. So what was that like? Was that different? And it sounds like that was something that you particularly enjoyed. Absolutely. Um, anytime somebody asks me about my experience at Pratt, the first thing I say is that they cater to each individual. It's not a one-size-fits-all. You sat with me, You talked to. I talked to you about my goals. We came up with a plan uh, as to how to execute these goals. And the beauty of it, it's, it's versatile. I'm not stuck with those goals, right? Every few weeks when I end my program, we revisit it. You ask me very critical questions, I respond, and you mold and design that cocktail of, of programs for me, the, wor the work set. That's what keeps things interesting. And like I said, change is not subtle until it really, change is subtle until it isn't. At the end of the program, you're, you've already realized you've been doing, I don't know, bench presses. And at the beginning, I was so, like, I, I think I looked at Kyle and he said, I can't, I'm not doing that. Are you, is this wrong? Can you read that again? <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> it's, it's that purely customized approach that you have. Nice. Uh, what, what is your favorite exercise here? There's so many. I'm actually liking, I'm becoming uh, very fond of the hack squat. Ooh. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. What do you like about it? What stands out? It's just challenging. Okay. Yeah. So if we're going with challenging being the reason that we like something, the next question is what's your least favorite exercise, which we all know the answer to already. Your bike. The bike. Mm. And what makes you dislike the bike? That was such a setup. <laughs> such a setup. <laughs> 
Look, I have nothing against bikes, for the record. I bike a lot. I just don't like that air in my face. <laughs> because it's challenging to breathe. <laughs> I'm drowning in that assault bike air. I, I don't know. I just, I hate it. Burn them all down. I don't like them. I, I, it's so bad. I walk by and I watch other members dying with the look of death, and I'm like, oh my god, if only I could rescue you. <laughs> but I don't want to go near you. it. <laughs> I'm not touching that thing with a tenth of pole. <laughs> uh, Preen's biggest fears: drowning and being on the bike. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, okay, what is the most standout, challenging moment you've had here at the gym? I have a guess, but I'm not sure if it's correct. I wouldn't even have a guess. Oh, I'm my gosh. I, um, hmm. Probably recently attempting a chin-up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It looks easier I thought than it actually is. I thought we were going to go with the burn class that you were forced to take. That that wasn't challenging. That was just dislike. Just dislike. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's second to, to the assault bike. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> no, burn, burn is great. Uh, I enjoyed it. I took it with Sid and Kyle. It's just not for me. I don't personally enjoy that level of cardio. I like little snippets of cardio built in with strength and agility. That was too much for me. But I have so many friends who love it. Love, love, love it. Yep. Yep. To each their own. Which yeah. is why, which is why we're able to work with people regardless of their preference. You've taken the entire staff out. Yes. Who was the most fun? I think I was. Safe answer. <laughs> Such a safe answer. You were all amazing. And so this was a, this was an appreciation dinner, right, that Amy and I decided to uh, take. It was our one-year celebration just to show our appreciation and gratitude for what you've done. You've transformed our lives. Um, each of you, we get to know on, on the floor, but seeing you outside of the gym was, was different. It was novel. It was – I got to uh, – connect with you individually and you're actually real humans i'd say we're calmer you when we're out would you agree? very calm yeah i was surprised as a whole was the big surprise when you thought he was very wild cal- he- yeah Absolutely. i get it yeah the yeah. whole chaos reputation whole, yeah, he's <laughs> a different yeah. personality on the floor yeah that's yeah, i can that's see that i mean knowing what you deal with on the floor and how many things are constantly on your mind mm-hmm. trying to have a conversation but knowing there's a person behind me and a person on this side behind me that need me right now or I need to look at them so it's it's almost like always your attention is being drawn in many different directions just by the nature of what we do so I could see that being so that being said who's the most different then who's the most different from from the training floor atmosphere to like a dinner atmosphere Sid was consistent she's a robot so (laughs) she doesn't change unless we program I I want to say I want to you have to hit the button yeah yeah there's a secret button I think I'm gonna go with Kyle Wow. Yeah, he was, he was such a different uh, energy at the table, which it, it, it's not good or bad. It was just different. I got to know him on a personal level. And um, the appreciation that I had for each individual trainer was that we forget that you have lives outside of here, right? I, I, I occasionally forget. I'll walk in and I'm thinking and ruminating about what's going on in my life. But every time consistently I am welcomed with a greeting with high energy positive energy and that is so critical to Mm. starting off anyone's workout session yeah i think what i like the most about being on the floor is that i'm in a constant adrenaline rush it's like everything's going on i'm interacting with multiple people uh, i'm needed here i'm needed there and then if i go out to dinner with members i'm like none of that's happening so i'm definitely much more calm whereas if you think of what the expectation potentially is of us at dinner as trainers, like we're standing up, like making jokes, mm-hmm. like being loud and energetic, like we have to be on the floor. But when we're sitting down at the table with you and Amy, we're all just like kind of having a normal conversation. You guys are like, well, where did the personality go on these yeah. guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess if you want to see that, you got to come to bowling night as a member. Come to bowling night. That's, that's right. coming up pretty soon. We got to start plugging that. I'm yeah, not that's bowling. right. I you don't have come, to bowl a bowling night. come totally to socialize. Fine. Yeah, we had fun. Yeah. We had fun last year. It was fun. Uh, three questions here all in one. Has your weight changed? Do you feel like your body composition's changed? And how do you feel? 
Yeah, this is a great one to touch on. My weight has not changed, and that was one of my goals. I don't want to lose weight. I want to strengthen tone, and I want to strengthen this leg situation of mine. Um, I would say I fluctuated between three to five pounds going up and down. I'm three pounds lower now. It hasn't been a concern. You guys have consistently stuck to my goals, keeping them in mind. Everything fits different. I think I look different, but with the same weight. And I don't know how you did it. This Pratt magic wand behind the scenes that the goes wizard. on. About. <laughs> the new wizard upstairs. <laughs> um, people stop me. Friends stop me all the time. What are you doing? And that's when my pitch comes in. Pratt pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you feel? feel great. I, I can't explain it. I know I keep saying that. It just feels fantastic. Awesome. Uh, lastly, for me, kind of, uh, you're a very intelligent business owner. Would you agree? Agree. Thank you. Yes, yeah. that's a compliment. You're a very intelligent business owner. You give us very good advice on the business. You, you notice things that we do that are both positive and you notice things that we don't do that you think we could improve on. So I would love to know what you are most impressed with, with what we do, and what you are least impressed with, Boy. and we need to work on. I'm well, sorry, there, that no, You have to answer this, I, you have I, to. There's nobody better to give this you, answer than you. You literally answer this every day on the floor. <laughs> so this is just, let's just repeat our, like our normal conversations. Can I just say first, like, I'll give you a chance to think too. Perrine is really good at constructive criticism, and we really appreciate that. 100%. We seek that out probably more than people realize, like from people who, are very reasonable and have an approach that's not emotionally connected and they can kind of get above the business and look down and say, hey, I think these are some things you should consider for these reasons and not just coming at us as like, how could you never think about this before, right? Like that yep. we've had both sides, you know, with, with recommendations. I think Perrine is really good at the way she approaches it. So now let's hear your thoughts. This is on the fly, so I haven't given it any thought. Good. Um, when I walk in, sometimes I have to play eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Which trainer do I have? Yep. Sometimes I'm this, you know, you're, you're just kind of looking around, chasing them. I, I think as a client walks in, how about, you know, just kind of have a flag. Like, hey, this is bad. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> no, great. No, it, it's, it's a, a very common issue. A lot of people listening to that are agreeing with you right now. We've and had, we, we are agreeing with you. We have not had a reasonable way to solve that problem. So keep thinking. Yeah, keep, it's, keep thinking. This has been a topic for about a year now. Yeah. Where someone brought up uh, having a whiteboard on the back of the clipboard and write everyone's name on it so the client can check the back of the clipboard, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit unreasonable for us to always erase and rewrite the next uh, shift's name. We've thought about doing it on the whiteboard. Um, we've thought about trying to find a way to put it on the app. Mm. All things we've tried. Uh, Point being, we haven't had a, a solution to this yet, but we do hear you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 I think what we do a much better job of now is the trainers do go out of their way to try to let the members know as they come in, so it requires right. less asking. Agreed. That being said, it's definitely not a foolproof system to this point. Well, it actually, I mean, not to be totally like um, act as though we're doing it all for the members, even though it, it really is the goal, it's better for both. If we can get a member into our zones now, because we didn't have that about a year ago, we were still changing the gym frequently, but we have three primary zones that a trainer is going to try to have all their people in at all times or close to it so they mm -hmm. can train at a higher quality. So if we can guide you into our zone sooner than later, it gets you out of, let's say, Sydney's zone who needs that spot for somebody she's training, and it gets you into my zone where I can be ready for you faster and have things set up quicker. So it actually is a benefit to both. So we, we, that's our first step in the direction, I guess, of trying to ease this. But we still, we still need suggestions, everybody, on how to solve the eeny, meeny, miny, mo trainer. <laughs> I want to point something out is that I asked Perrine what she's most impressed with and unimpressed with. And she notice she with started with the unimpressed. unimpressed. I knew you were going to say something yeah. to that effect. Um, so I, it, that was going to be my most impressed. Which is? Uh, the zones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, mm. I like that. I do like that. Okay. It adds you know, more structure. You know what? Yeah, uh, it's been helping. Your friend Roshni pointed out, mm -hmm. which very few people noticed this. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed with the fact that she noticed it. She said, I can't believe you have two machines. Of every, every machine you have, there's two of them. And there's 21 people here. Mm -hmm. And I'm never waiting for a machine when I have to do it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, the logistical conversations we've had to have to solve that problem and just hearing somebody notice that just made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Um, 
but yet you guys seem to notice some of the things that we don't expect you to. Mm -hmm. And you give us a lot of credit for it. And then you are definitely helpful in seeing the things that uh, we don't see and helping us out with a customer's opinion and perspective that we're somewhat blind to at times. Um, also, a little bit of conspiracy around the timer that Perrine had, the one session. Do you remember this? No. So Perrine had a timer in her hand, and the trainers were oh, convinced yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that yes. she was we timing need, we need her clarity on this situation. And I asked Perrine about this, and she said that wasn't the case. Was but I figured case. we have a camera, we have <laughs> microphones. If she's going to be honest, she can't lie to everybody. I so Perrine, spotlight. I'm going to turn liar. the lights off right now. <laughs> I'm going to go to that side of the table. Perrine, <laughs> were you timing your wait time in a session? I'm going to say that's the conscience of the trainer that's eating at them. I was not <laughs> timing any trainer. I believe her. So the, the timer yeah. behind your back that you were holding was not on. <laughs> it was not on. Is that correct? Or it was it on? I, and you happened to look when it when it just happened to see the time. So this is where I have to call out. Do you see that personal touch? Our trainers are always watching. And I love that. Oh, yeah. That's a good flip. That's a good flip right you there. You got out of that one pretty nicely. Yeah, nice. I think I think for the way she got out of that, we need to let her off the hook and not, not grill her about that. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, so my, uh, I guess my last thoughts are, one, when Preen came in here for her original assessment with Amy, I did not think there was a chance in the hell that she would be here for an extended period of time. So maybe she does a two-week trial. Maybe we do enough for her to sign up. But one, she doesn't seem like she wants to stay that long. And she actually, I think, said, I don't plan on being here for longer than a year. I did. In some way of wording that. So I'm like, you know, she might not be here for that long, but at least she'll start resistance training. And she'll get a grasp of what strength training kind of is that maybe she decides to utilize on her own or in some way, shape, or form if this isn't her environment, which it seemingly wasn't on mm -hmm. day one. And now to think two years almost? Almost two years. Two years yeah. later, the amount of times that we have text conversations, the amount of conversations we have on the floor with how helpful you've been in having us see everything like I mentioned before, and to see your progress as a client to the point of coming six days per week is unbelievable. And that's why we do this. So we're very grateful for you. I love you guys right back. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Perrine. Do you have any closing thoughts? If we're going to give you closing thoughts to close out the podcast today. You weren't ready for this. Sorry. I, th <laughs> I, I told you I wouldn't put you on the spot. And here I am. Uh, Anything on these notes that we didn't gosh, touch on? I, I said everything, guys. I'm like, there's nothing left. <laughs> can we show, the, can we show the camera your secret notes? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're done with these notes. Perrine has notes under the table, people. But did you do this in high school, too? No, I did this in corporate. This is, I, have, I told you, I have boardroom meetings, and I'd have every color of sticky notes with little cheat sheets presenting to it's not a bad idea all levels of management wow like yeah. why do you keep losing eye contact with us <laughs> <laughs> there's a bug it keeps running across <laughs> the desk here awesome thank you for coming on Preen. we appreciate thank you your time. thank you peace out everybody peace <laughs>